I'd invite you to pray with me. Oh, gracious and holy God, uh, we invite, ask you and invite you uh, into this time and space. Help us to settle into it, um, to let go of all of uh, the things that are clamoring for our attention, all of the things that might distract us, um, so that we could uh, turn to you and listen and focus in on your word for us this day. Send your spirit to move uh, through this time and space, uh, to move through each of us uh, wherever we are, um, whatever we are facing, uh, whatever life looks like on this day. Speak your word um, into our lives uh, so that we might follow you um, toward life. It's in your name we ask these things. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from Ephesians chapter 4. Let us listen for God's word for us uh, together this day. Therefore, as a prisoner for the Lord, I encourage you to live as people worthy of the call you received from God. Conduct yourselves with all humility, gentleness, and patience. Accept each other with love. And make an effort to preserve the unity of the Spirit with the peace that ties you together. You are one body and one Spirit, just as God also called you in one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. God has given his grace to each one of us, measured out by the gift that is given by Christ. That's why scripture says, when he climbed up to the heights, he captured prisoners and he gave gifts to the people. What does the phrase he climbed up mean if it doesn't mean that he had first gone down into the lower regions, the earth? The one who went down is the same one who climbed up, climbed up above all the heavens so that he might fulfill everything. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. His purpose was to equip God's people for the work of serving and building up the body of Christ until we all reach the unity of faith and knowledge of God's Son. God's goal for us is to become mature adults, to be fully grown, measured by the standard of the fullness of Christ. As a result, we aren't supposed to be infants any longer who can be tossed and blown around by every wind that comes from teaching with deceitful scheming and the tricks people play to deliberately mislead others. Instead, by speaking the truth with love, let's grow in every way into Christ, who is the head. The whole body grows from him as it is joined and held together by all the supporting ligaments. The body makes itself grow in that it builds itself up with love as each one does its part. So I'm telling you this, and I insist on it in the Lord. You shouldn't live your life like the Gentiles anymore. They base their lives on pointless thinking, and they are in the dark in their reasoning. They are disconnected from God's life because of their ignorance and their closed hearts. They are people who lack all sense of right and wrong and who have turned themselves over to doing whatever feels good and to practicing every sort of corruption along with greed. 
But you didn't learn that sort of thing from Christ. Since you really listened to him and you were taught how the truth is in Jesus, change the former way of life that was part of the person you once were, corrupted by deceitful desires. Instead, renew the thinking in your mind by the Spirit and clothe yourself with the new person created according to God's image in justice and true holiness. Therefore, after you have gotten rid of lying, each of you must tell the truth to your neighbor because we are parts of each other in the same body. Be angry without sinning. Don't let the sun set on your anger. Don't provide an opportunity for the devil. Thieves should no longer steal. Instead, they should go to work using their hands to do good so that they will have something to share with whoever is in need. Don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. Don't make the Holy Spirit of God unhappy. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting, and slander, along with every other evil. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way God forgave you in Christ. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. So we rented a 30-yard dumpster this week. That's seven and a half feet wide, 22 feet long, six feet tall, with a weight limit of 14,000 pounds. The goal was to clean up our property. When we bought it, it was 10 acres of raw land with just a garden plot, a hoop house, and a small shed on it. It was beautiful. Lush green grasses, verdant woods, a lovely stream cutting through it. We have since built a home, a shop, a lean-to, a chicken coop, and have added six hog houses to the mix. We moved in all our stuff lived four years of life together, added livestock and the equipment and supplies needed to care for them and the land that feeds them. And all that building and living we have been doing has left plenty of debris on what had been mostly untouched land before us. So we rented a 30-yard dumpster this week, and y'all, we filled it. Quickly, and easily, I say easily here, I don't know that I would say this was easy, <laughs> but it didn't, it, we had plenty to fill. It wasn't hard to fill it. The actual filling of it was a lot of work, but it, it was easily filled with just what was outside on our property. We were cleaning up the place, getting rid of the junk that builds up, the debris that is left as you live your life. As I looked out upon that filled-to-the-brim dumpster, I found myself thinking about baptismal waters. I know, dumpsters and baptismal waters. It is a connection only a pastor would make. One of the things I love about our particular tradition is that we will baptize at any age. 
We will baptize babies before they have a clue what is happening to them. Outside of a strange person holding them and the sensation of wet stuff falling on their head. Pro tip, make sure that wet stuff is warm and it makes it a better experience for all involved. We will baptize those precious little ones as their life is just beginning. When they are like 10 untouched acres in their natural and beautiful state, we tell them and proclaim to anyone who will hear it that they belong, that they belong to God and that they belong to us, that they are claimed before they have the capacity to do a thing to earn that belonging, that they deserve belonging, are worthy of it just because they are. This is true when we come into the world, but it's a truth that never goes away. We belong to the God of all, who is over all and through all and in all, all of us beautiful created ones, even when we have made a mess of things. For we get to live this life freely, As we grow, we have the freedom to live this life any way we choose. Which is why I also love that we baptize children, youth, and adults at any age. We baptize people when the landscape of their lives has plenty of debris scattered around. When there is evidence of the mess they have made of things. The junk that has built up around them. Baptism is even better than that dumpster, if we really think about it. When we honestly bring forward all of our debris, our mess, our junk before our God, those waters wash it all away. It's not just carted off to a landfill where it will continue to mar God's good creation. The grace that flows over us in our baptism and throughout our life through our baptism washes us clean, and when we really trust that grace, all that debris, that mess, that junk is truly gone. In his letter to the Ephesians, Paul is instructing the community about what to do next. Paul is asking them to remember their baptism as they live life after it. Paul is asking them to live differently after the dumpster has been hauled away, after those waters has washed them clean. Paul is asking them to remember the truth of their baptism, to remember to whom they belong, and to live like it, to live out their belonging, to live differently because they know this truth, that they belong to God and that they belong to one another. Paul's inviting them to step forward into life with purpose. He's inviting them to grow up, to let go of behavior and ways of living that make a mess of things, that leave debris not only in their life, but also the lives of others, to let go of anything that breaks, is destructive to relationships, greed, doing whatever feels good no matter the consequences, lying, stealing, Unharnessed and unforgiving anger, bitterness, shouting, slander, even those foul words. 
I likely have Paul to thank for how weird new people get around me when they find out I'm a pastor outside the church. I would say eight out of ten, and I'm not kidding y'all, eight out of ten say something about how they need to watch their mouth around me. While I laugh, thinking, if only you knew. (laughs) Yet we all know the truth about our language. Words spoken to express emotion and blow off steam aren't bad. When they turn foul is when they are thrown at another like a weapon, meant to harm and to tear down. Each and everything Paul lifts up here in Ephesians 4 are actions that take us away from our purpose, away from the baptized life we are meant to live. Each and every one of them causes destruction in our relationships, our relationships to creation, to ourselves, to one another, to our God. So God says to us, remember to whom you belong. You belong to Christ, and you belong to each other. Remember to whom you belong, and then live like it. Don't be infants anymore. Grow up into Christ. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other. Live as people worthy of the call you have received from God. Conduct yourself with humility, gentleness, patience. Accept each other with love. Discover your purpose, the part you have to play, and then join in the work of building the body of Christ up in love. Remember your baptism. Remember to whom you belong. And live like it. Which, of course, doesn't mean we won't need those baptismal waters to wash over us again and again and again. To clean our lives of the debris, the mess, the junk that we create when we don't live as we are called to live. As we were created to live. The hope is that as time goes on, the proverbial baptismal dumpster could be smaller. Just like I hope the next time we do a cleanup day on our land, it won't require a 30-yard dumpster. Seven and a half feet wide, 22 feet long, six feet tall, with a weight limit of 14,000 pounds. We grow into whom we belong. We grow into Christ, which means we will make mistakes, which means we will lose our tempers, which means some days we'll be greedy and bitter, Some days we'll tell a lie we hope we can get away with. Some days we'll hurt each other. The hope is that as we grow, those days will be fewer and far between. The hope is that as we grow, we'll practice more humility. We'll recognize our mistakes sooner. We'll take responsibility for them. Say we are sorry. Try our best to make it right. We won't be perfect. We never will. We will make a mess of things from time to time. But the more we remember our baptism, the more we remember to whom we belong, the more we will grow into Christ, become a part of building Christ's body up in love in the world. 
Those 10 acres of ours are still beautiful. The woods are coming to life with spring's mix of rain and sun, and the stream is running with clear water. The animals have left their mark, but we are learning how to care for the land in a way that sustains it so that it continues to flourish and to grow, to grow food that allows us to grow food. Shots like this one of our pigs out grazing on fresh green grass hold a different kind of beauty to them than the tall grass field this once was. There is new purpose for the land as it lives in relationship with us who have taken up residence on it. She provides for us as we seek to continue to provide and care for her. The more we have lived here, the more we have realized how interconnected everything is and that we all most fully live into our purpose when we recognize that connection. The land is feeding us and we are learning to protect and care for her. The land belongs to us and we belong to the land. When we live out and honor that truth, we all flourish. That's not only true on our 10 acres, it's also true here on these eight acres. It's also true on the landscape of each of our lives. So remember your baptism. Remember to whom you belong and live like it. Amen.